0: So we ever money
1: again we take the of the Yo, welcome to Simply Bitcoin Live. Today, yesterday, we got pulled off air, coincidentally, right when we were talking about central bank digital currencies. That's a, a very big coincidence. Anyways guys, I'm coming at you live from the infamous, the famous Bitcoin Park. This is where the legendary Matt O'Dell does Citadel Dispatch. I'm going to be the week here in Nashville, really loving their project, what they're doing here. It's absolutely incredible. If you guys haven't gone, definitely go to one of the meetups that they do at Bitcoin Park. This place is amazing. This is the Citadel that we've, that we've all heard, we've imagined. It exists. It's called Bitcoin Park. Anyways... Welcome to Simply Bitcoin, everybody. We are your number one source for we are your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution. We cover the breaking news, culture, and mematic warfare. We will show you why only Bitcoin can give you true financial sovereignty. Today we're gonna talk about Jesse Powell, the CEO of Kraken stepping down. We're gonna make the case as to why I believe he is getting out of the way of the regulatory freight train heading into. Crypto, as in, I can't curse in the first two minutes, as in the caca coins, right? Um, anyways, we also have a very special guest. He is the host of Cafe Bitcoin. They have the time slot right before uh, before uh, Simply Bitcoin's time slot at noon, the legendary Alex. And he, he works at one of my favorite companies, the company that we all recommend you guys to stack with, Swan Bitcoin. How are you doing, Alex? Welcome to the show.
0: I'm great. Thanks, Thanks for having
1: me, man. Happy to have you. And, of course, my legendary co-host. He's always optimistic. He is Optimus
2: Fields. (laughs) Well, what's up, Nico? Thanks for the introduction. What's up, Alex? Uh, Before we get into it, Alex, uh, I I just want to humbly express my gratitude for what you guys do at Cafe Bitcoin. I took a lot of inspiration from you guys for our spaces. And, of course, producer Jacob helped me out and... uh, I know you guys are our are, are friends as well. But, guys, for today's Daily Culture, we're going to double down and continue to talk about CBDCs. So I got this awesome thread by uh, Sean Ono Lennon, and I really, really th- love it. And, oh, okay. One check. One second. Oh, my bad. My bad. I guess my mic was off. <laughs> but we're coming, in, we're coming in nice now. All right? Hopefully, Nico. Hopefully, I'm good. Uh, but, yes cbdc's are doubling down and we got an awesome thread and i think we are going to do it justice today so let's get it and let's see if during
1: the bit on cbdc's youtube decides to pull a fast one on simply bitcoin and that is definitely going to be some signal but anyways guys let's start the show number time brought to you by noddle at this point you should be running your own bitcoin node if you don't use your own bitcoin node you're trusting someone else's run your own version of bitcoin core the lightning network whirlpool and dojo all from the comfort of your own home and if you're a digital nomad you have absolutely no excuse because now you can run a noddle through a virtual private server visit noddle.eu today That's right, guys. You should be running your own Bitcoin node by now. It's a no brainer. Anyways, at the time of recording, the Bitcoin price is 19,104 sats per dollar, also known as Moscow time. We're at 5,335, 235. Block height, 755,510. Reachable Bitcoin nodes, 13,404. We want that number to continue going up. Blocks to the halvening, 84,490. Having estimate April 22nd, 2024. Total Lightning Network capacity, 4,828. Capacity value, 92 million U.S. dollars. Realize monetary inflation. Bitcoin continues to take the U.S. dollar absolutely to school, 1.78%. Market capitalization, 365 billion dollars with a B. Bitcoin is still a tiny little baby. Anyways, I want to play this video Guys, some of it is in Spanish. No, all of it is in Spanish. I will do, I will translate after the fact. This is Naim Bukele making a presentation, making an address to the United Nations. And in front of the United Nations, he said that El Salvador is the land of surf, coffee, freedom, and Bitcoin. It's a historic moment. Anyways, let's check out the speech. I'm sorry about the dimensions. Restream does something weird. Anyways, let's check it out.
0: Señoras y señores, y principalmente a los hermanos de todas las naciones del mundo. Les traigo un saludo de la tierra de los volcanes, del surf, del café, del bitcoin y de la libertad. Casi todo lo anterior es fácilmente verificable. Cualquiera que vaya a El Salvador encontrará las mejores playas para surfear del mundo. Volcanes por todas partes, un café increíble, podrá caminar con paz y tranquilidad por cualquier rincón de nuestro país y especialmente encontrará un pueblo unido luchando por su libertad.
1: Extremely powerful message at the end to translate what you, what he said, if you come to El Salvador today, you will find security. Remember El Salvador was one of the most dangerous countries in the world. Today you will find security in El Salvador. And at the very end, he said something extremely powerful. He said that you will find a united people in the country of El Salvador, united for the quest of freedom. And I found it absolutely amazing that in the beginning line, right after he said freedom, he dropped Bitcoin. Bukele 2024. Opti, what are your thoughts?
2: Well, uh, I I sent you this. I was like, Yo, Nico, did you watch this? I I was absolutely I love that speech. The whole speech. I highly recommend everyone go watch this speech. That there is uh, translations for it. So if you don't understand Spanish, but I I think it's definitely a defining speech. And if you listen to it closely, he's saying some big things in there. And not only uh, you know saying it to powerful people, but also the the message of hope is is in my opinion one of the most powerful things of this speech and it really really like i don't know it hit different man i was watching this in the morning and i was just getting so inspired by what what bukele was saying and like you said man the fact that he's at the un spreading bitcoin as freedom spreading bitcoin as as true financial sovereignty and liberty is just it's such a powerful message and and I just hope that other nations and other people that listen to this get as inspired as I was about it, because I don't know, man, something about it just, it hit me different this time. And I was like, man, like Bukele really gets it. Like that's a politician that I would like to see or a president that I would like to see in the United States, because it was just such an awesome speech.
1: What a hundred percent, Alex, what are your thoughts on uh, Bukele's speech? All right. Do you, do you go? Cause I know a lot of Bitcoiners come from the school of thought. It's, He's a politician. He can't be trusted. And I agree with that. I agree with that. But at the end of the day, I think fundamentally you cannot deny his results. You can't deny that he's brought security to the people of El Salvador. You can't deny the fact that he's brought freedom to the people of El Salvador. Do you think that he's putting up this act, uh, Alex, to accumulate power? I personally don't believe that, but I'd love to get your thoughts on that
0: yeah i don't i don't think it's possible to adopt bitcoin with the intention of accumulating power because it literally does the opposite of that so anybody who really understands what bitcoin is and i i suspect that bukele does understand what it is in fact would not adopt bitcoin if his intention was to accumulate power because it does the opposite of that
1: 100 percent.
0: and this idea just really quick on this idea of of you know he's a politician he can't be trusted I think it's I think personally, I think it might be a little dangerous to just lump everybody into one category and just say, well, because this person's pursuing this particular objective or occupation or thing that he's automatically like, uh, you know, a bad person. I I think that's dangerous. I think we're always going to have to have leaders. That's the way human human societies work. And there are good leaders and there are bad leaders. And to say all of them are the same, I think, is is maybe a little bit naive and and, um, cynical. Um, I think it's possible to have good politicians. Like, watch what they do, not what they say. Yeah. You can't just blanket coat people, you know. You can't be like, oh, you know, I knew this one guy who was a fireman. He was a complete douchebag. Therefore, all firemen are douchebags.
1: Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. So do you believe in the theory of Kaiser? And I believe this, but maybe I'm young and naive and stupid. Um, Is Bitcoin doing to the country of El Salvador as what it did to me personally? I'm sure what it did to you, Alex, and what it did to Opti, the old age adage or the old age Bitcoin adage. You don't change Bitcoin. Bitcoin changes you. Do you see that happening in El Salvador? I see it. It is clear as day to me, but clearly I'm a little bit biased.
0: Matt, I don't, you know, over time, I don't know. I, I, I've not been to El Salvador yet, so I can't really speak to to it from a personal experience level. If you look at it from a, like on the ground kind of you have people in El Salvador who are now transacting in Bitcoin, the big question becomes, are they saving it? Because if they understand the value of saving it, this will change their lives, I believe, 100%. Um, so the question is, are, is that what they're doing or not? I'd be curious to find out. Like if you were to run around El Zante and talk to all the merchants who are taking Bitcoin, ask them how much of the Bitcoin they're actually saving. I'd be curious to know. But for sure, if they do understand it, the more they learn about it, there's no doubt it's going to change them. I'm sure it's already changed them just watching... You know, I mean, it, if you can, it, once you see for the first time, if you've never seen this, once you see a lightning payment go across and how fast it is and how simple it is, and you come to the realization, wow, no banks participated in this. There's no Visa, Mastercard. There's no none of that kind of stuff. That is mind blowing. So yeah, I, for sure.
1: We shall wait. We shall. We shall see. We shall see. We shall see how this experiment turns out. We shall see if Sailor and Naim Bukele look like absolute geniuses. I believe they will. At least we shall see. We shall see. Anyways, let's get to the news, everybody. The Daily News. Brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. They make the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch in the game, from custom node cases to key rings to the famous. 3D printed Bitcoin grenade toy comes in any custom color your heart desires. You want it in gold, they make it in gold, but only on cryptocloaks.com.
2: All right,
1: everybody. So, this is the big news of today. Jesse Powell, he was the CEO of Kraken. Kraken launched in 2011. He steps down. Now, I think the writing was on the wall. Um, the hostility from the establishment legacy media, the, uh, the media that propagates the narrative from the administrative state. Um, and of course, I'm talking about the New York Times. The New York Times re- released infamous articles um, attacking Bitcoin because they said, hey, it's going to be used to circumvent Russian sanctions. That's where Elizabeth Warren uh, you know, made her case. And here is an article that came out specifically July 26, 2022, and the headline of the article for our audio listeners says, Kraken, a U.S. crypto exchange, is suspected of violating sanctions. goes on to say, Kraken, one of the world's largest cryptocurrency exchanges, is under federal investigation. Suspecting suspected of violating U.S. sanctions by allowing users in Iran and elsewhere to buy and sell digital tokens, according to five people affiliated with the company. The Treasury Department's Office of Foreign Asset Control. Remember, this is the same office in the Treasury that what did they do? They uh, they they sanctioned open source software, which we've been making the case that that's going to be used as a precedent to eventually going at go after Bitcoin, where well, they're the same office that sanctioned or investigated Kraken, tried to strong-arm them. And this is the same office as well that included into the must-pass infrastructure bill, which Congress is still trying to amend, they included the amendment where it kind of it's it's not very clear whether a, a Bitcoin mining or a lightning node function as money transmitters. If they function as money transmitters, there's they have to adhere to certain regulation that that they won't be able to. But anyways, it, it, it wasn't me just saying this. It was Cynthia Lummis herself. Let's check out. Of, let's check out of the clip that uh, Treasury got a jump on on us in trying to define broker in this bill so it was Treasury that was behind this. It was Treasury that was behind sanctioning open source software. The Office of Foreign Asset Control was also the 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 agency that was referenced when Marathon Maripool started censoring Bitcoin uh, blocks. Well, they attempted to what they called the censored Bitcoin blocks was OFAC compliant Bitcoin blocks, right? So this is the guy. These are the people behind this, and they were hostile towards. Uh, towards Kraken, right? Because it was facilitating internationals buying Bitcoin. So could this have been pressure towards Powell? Anyways, uh, moving on. I'm not talking about Jerome Powell in this case, I'm talking about Jesse Powell. Anyways, it goes on to say, Jesse Powell, an early Bitcoin backer and co-founder of the cryptocurrency exchange Kraken, plans to step down from his role as the chief executive, the company said on Wednesday. David Ripley, David Ripley, the current chief operating officer, will succeed Mr. Powell. Mr. Powell has been a vocal critic of government regulation of crypto. In 2015, instead of following regulations from the New York Department of Financial Services, Kraken decided to stop operating in New York. Kraken was founded in 2011, about two years after Bitcoin's launch. It is currently the fourth largest crypto exchange measured by spot trading volume. The company is in the midst of replacing a number of top executives and has been hiring even as other in the industries have resorted to layoffs. In March, Kraken hired Kerry Dolan as chief financial officer, and April names Myro Grupta as its chief marketing officer. The company says it's expected it to hire a new chief compliance officer in the next years. Now, the new uh, the new Kraken CEO. Claimed that the exchange that Kraken had no plans into taking out some of the shit coins to to, to to taking to delisting some of the shit coins that they have because of pressure from the SEC. But is Powell stepping down a prerequisite? If is he trying to get out of the way of the regulatory frame, uh, the regulatory tr- uh, freight train that is currently heading into the whole crypto sphere. I don't know, but remember, the U.S. government also tried to make an example of Arthur Hayes, who is the fame, uh, who is the CEO of the infamous shitcoin casino, the original one, BitMEX, as well. Right, so. It's interesting. A lot of high profile CEOs that have been OGs, they've been in this game for quite a while, are stepping down as the U.S. government continues its regulatory, uh, uh, um, regulatory creep into the space. Could this be connected? Could it not be connected? I don't know, man. It's a lot of coincidences. Alex, you guys do an incredible job at Cafe Bitcoin. I'm sure you've been talking about this. What are your thoughts, man?
0: Yeah, that uh, that OFAC vector, we haven't really been talking a lot about. That's an interesting um, perspective to look at this from. They can um, if they do that, I mean, essentially any exchange that's U.S. listed or, or U.S. domiciled, they could probably try to exert pressure on uh, in terms of of that that will be super interesting to see. I'm glad obviously that that miners aren't aren't considered money transmitters and aren't required to have licenses, but that's well, still wait, a potential wait, wait, wait. I'll, ex-
1: I'll, I'll stop you right there. I'll stop you right there. With the current wording, they haven't amendment they haven't amended it yet. With the current wording, it, it could be interpreted it could be interpreted as money tra- as miners not only miners but also lightning nodes. That's the scary part.
0: Yeah. I don't know how enforceable that is though. If you think about it, that's, that's a tough one. Um, However, the other part, I mean, this is kind of like what we've been talking about on cafe for a while is, is the, the big push by um, Gensler to basically say Ethereum is a security. You know, that's been the new thing lately that a, because now all the validators and stuff are in majorities in the U S they're claiming, Jurisdiction over the transactions because there's a majority in the U.S., so there that's that's a potential attack vector there. But also um, that because all ETH is staked now, that's essentially a financial product with an expectation of a return, and therefore Ethereum is a security. And if Ethereum is a security, that means all of the ICOs launched on Ethereum are also probably securities, or at least they're they're captured that and then um, I guess the other part of that when it comes to these exchanges and Jesse like what does that mean does that mean they all have to become um, exchanges uh, with the ability license to exchange securities I think probably so what does that do to their business model Mm -hmm. that's not good news for their business model because if they're making well let's call it 70% of revenue and i don't know what the numbers are for Kraken, but for coinbase i think it's something like 70 to 80% or, of their revenue is coming from the listing and trading of new can we curse on here of new altcoins shall you can we curse say.
1: as much as you want
0: this is shitcoins so so shitcoins if they're trading you know if they're launching and trading new shitcoins and they're making 70% to 80% of their revenue from that business activity and then You know, the SEC comes out and says, "Okay, well, we officially think Ethereum is a security. Therefore, you guys are trading securities. Therefore, you need a license to trade securities. And if you don't do that, here's all the fines. By the way, you have to delist all these different coins. Like if that happens, any U.S. domiciled exchange is now has to become that. And then they're regulated as that. And that opens up a whole new can of worms and, and complexities and difficulties if your business is doing that. Now, the, uh, the other interesting part is you're starting to see all these large legacy financial institutions entering that market now. Samsung announced that they're going to be doing it out of South Korea. They filed to open a, an exchange. Then you've got BlackRock announced this year. Then you've got it was Fidelity, Citadel, and Sequoia are teaming up to launch their own. Um, and then NASDAQ just announced. So what happens there You know, when you have these legacy institutions entering this market for competition with these guys? So I suspect there's like a whole array of factors. I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to guess it as motivation. But I, I, I mean, looking at what they're coming up against here probably in the next couple of years, it's going to be pretty brutal probably.
1: 100% I agree with you it's it, it's interesting to say the least let's see where this goes Opti what are your thoughts on this man are we you're the in-house truther like you always say you are the the uh I don't know how else to say it my friend
2: <laughs> well honestly Nico you know I say it all the time Nico Jones on the case and I I really I think you have a point here I mean It does seem like Jesse is getting out of the way of what may be an oncoming train towards Kraken. But I also am remembering uh, that Jay Powell was in the news a little while ago for like the company uh there was like some in-house SJWs that didn't like the company culture and and they made a big scene about it and he basically said like look if you don't like the company culture you guys can walk so I wonder if that's also something that uh you know made him want to step down it's like maybe he you know got pushed out internally and and he's kind of just like saving himself from the oncoming train but furthermore you know, he kind of, he kind of did the sailor move as well, where he said, like, I'm stepping down to advocate for Bitcoin and, you know, for Bitcoin advocacy. So, I'm um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what he does now, because he is an OG Bitcoiner and he's been around for a long time. So I'm sure he will continue to do some cool stuff. And, and I'm, I'm excited to see what, what he's going to do, you know? So I think though, that you do kind of um are making a good point though nico and and it's just further data points that we are going into the mainstream spotlight guys like this is where we at right now bitcoin has crossed the rubicon and we are in the mainstream consciousness whether we like it or not and i think people should prepare for that so this is part of the bitcoin adoption and mass adoption that we all want and hey, people are going to do what they need to do to protect themselves. So, shout out to Jesse Powell. I'm sure I'm sure he's going to come up with some cool stuff, and I'm interested to see what else he, he comes up with.
1: 100%. Hopefully, whatever he does next has nothing to do with shit coins. Anyways, <laughs> right. uh, a continuation of yesterday. Let's see if uh, YouTube pulls our stream when we get into this topic. Again, Opti, I'm not going to cover what you're covering. I'm going to take a different angle um, we covered this yesterday. U.S. military brought, bought mass surveillance tool that captures 90% of the internet, so we're not going to reread it. But this came out as well. This came out uh, came out a couple days ago, came like about a week ago, five days ago, which we haven't covered on the show. U.S. Senator Wyden, border agents are searching phones without warrants and storing data for 15 years. So, connect the dots, okay? US government buys tools to surveil surveil the the entire internet. If a border agent gets your phone, they copy your phone without a warrant, and then they store your data for 15 years. Now, a couple things. First, these are the same people that want you to trust them with central bank digital currencies are you crazy? Are you nuts? Look at what they're doing already. No warrant, no nothing already spying on you. Does they don't even have to ask you for permission? Why? Right. And then the other component, right. And the sovereign individual touched upon this. And they said, as it becomes easier, because uh, information technology said digital money, like they would say, gives you the ability to Vote with your wallet, but also your feet. You could take your wealth with you. You're going to see a lot of economic migrants. You're already starting to see this already on like on a micro micro uh, microstopic. I can't say the word, but you guys, are what I'm saying on a smaller scale, when you're seeing economic migrants fleeing from New York, from California, they're going to Texas, they're going to Florida, right? Some are going to Puerto Rico, right? They're looking for better opportunities. I suspect having a U.S. citizenship, and I'm calling this right now because the U.S. is one of the only countries that even if you live abroad and you earn abroad, you still have to pay taxes to the IRS, right? I suspect, just like it was predicted in the sovereign individual, you're going to start to see economic migration. So like how there's a lot of illegal migration coming into the United States, what I suspect is you're going to start to see people perhaps not crossing the, in the border into the US, but crossing the border out of the US. Um, and Bitcoin facilitates that because it makes it tremendously easy to store your money in your head if you really want to. But take a look at what those border guards are doing. How long until that border guard software says, "Hey, where's your Bitcoin wallet? Hey, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a hold of your uh, your cold card. I'm not gonna give it back to you." It was actually NVK who brought this up when we came on the show. Right? There's little machines right now at the border stations, at the airports, or whatever that they make an exact photocopy of your phone. How long until they have those machines for hardware wallets? How long until that happens? Right? So, a couple. Two things here, right, is how could you trust these people with central bank digital currencies? They're already spying on you. They don't admit to it. They're searching your stuff without a warrant. Why would you trust them with even more power? That's number one. Number two. It's going to be interesting crossing the border with, uh, with hardware wallets in the next couple of years, man. The next five to ten years, I would not be surprised if they had specially designed machines to copy the information on your hardware wallet. And I think if, if it's sufficiently encrypted enough, if it's like something like a cold card, it doesn't mean that, the, they, that they might – that they'll be able to take the Bitcoin off your cold card. But would you feel comfortable leaving your cold card with your private keys stored in it (laughs) with the U.S. Border and Customs Border Patrol? Would you? I don't know, man. Uh, This is crazy how it's playing out. And once again, I know I'm a broken record when it comes to this. The sovereign individual was so freaking spot on. And if you guys haven't read it, you're missing out. Anyways, Alex, what are your thoughts on this? I know it's a lot to unpack.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff there, like the whole central bank digital currency thing, the movement thing, all of it, the surveillance state. Something I'm curious about <clears throat> in those reports of, of people's phones being copied, are they copying U.S. Nationals' phones or are they copying people who aren't U.S. citizens' phones? Apparently
1: apparently it's both. Apparently it's everybody. Apparently it's everybody with, with – uh,
0: So when you are to to quote the thing,
1: to quote the thing, CBBP ZBP confirmed during the briefing that it stores this deeply personal data taken without a warrant signed by a judge from Americans' phones for 15 years and permits approximately 2700 DHS personnel to search this data at any time for any reason. All of that without a warrant. And these same people want you to trust them with central bank digital currencies.
0: Yeah, that seems kind of insane to me. So is this happening um, as a <clears throat> a standard practice now at Customs and Border Patrol when you enter the country at all points of entry, or is this like a one-off kind of it thing where they're doing it and they're seeing if they can get away with it? Like what is going on here, do you know?
1: I think, so from what I've heard, from personal experience, I know that they have machines, specially made machines at airports right now, and I'm pretty sure at border crossings, even though I can't I, – I haven't seen that personally at a border crossing. But specifically, if you're coming into United States and let's say they pull you aside and they want to search your phone, what they'll do Got is it. that they'll take so your phone. So it's international
0: port of entry. If you become a person of interest, even temporarily, they're taking your phone and copying it. Correct. That's, that's – it's, Without pretty a Without it's, a pretty, un, it's pretty unbelievable, man. Without a warrant. That's pretty unbelievable. Like uh, the degree to which um, this is progressing and how fast it's progressing. I think man, people are going to, in terms of the migration thing, I think people need to figure out where they want to be sooner rather than later. Because if they implement some kind of thing where they're, they're logging, it, look, the three pillars of tyranny are going to be control of energy, control of food, control of movement. Have always been that way. Will always be that way. So, what are we seeing right now? We're seeing energy issues. You're seeing food issues. And <clears throat> the whole vaccine passport thing set up sort of the framing for allowing governments to create these various different systems that will control your movement if you're non compliant with the way they think or the way they want you to think, right? So, this is all very dangerous stuff, man, for sure. And um, I'm thinking that people need to figure out where they need to be or want to be and uh, take steps and take actions to be prepared to do that if, if things go kind of sideways. I mean, I lived in Central America for 11 years. I, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I like it quite a bit. Um, I came back to the United States. One of the reasons why was because, you know, they're not like America. America was founded on this concept of, of freedom and sovereignty and like, you know, sovereign people have a right to bear arms. You know, the Swiss are very similar in their thinking. There's this, apparently there's uh, this canton in Switzerland where the men show up to vote carrying swords on their back as a symbol of their freedom and their sovereignty. Like we're free men. Free men don't, don't need to ask the government's permission to bear arms. Otherwise you're not free. That's the idea. And so, yeah, I think we're at this point where like, I came back to the U S because that was one of the major things you can't bear arms down in Panama. You don't have, you know, private citizens can't do that. That's another, that's another thing. It's like, it's great. If you have a, an administration right now, who's awesome for the people, but what if that changes, right? Like in Bukele's case, like this is fantastic. I think he's, I personally, I think what he's doing now, there's amazing. Like he's crushing the crime rate, like the murder rate, I think is higher in Philadelphia now than in, than in uh, El Salvador because of what he's done with all of that but what happens if that changes you know what i mean so that's the reason why i've chosen to stay in the us dude it it's 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 absolutely
1: it's very scary where this is going completely against the 4th amendment no unreasonable searches and seizures this is completely unreasonable this is completely this is completely it, it but it's like they're just throwing it away and I suspect that they're going to continue ignoring all of these, whether it's freedom of speech, whether it's the right to bear arms, whether it's the Fourth Amendment, as they continue to lose their monopoly on money and as, as they continue and they have been continuing to lose their monopoly on the control of information, right? They were able to capture a lot of the legacy media outlets, whether that was the New York Times whether that was, you know, the New York Post, right? Whether that was, you know, the whatever all those legacy institutions that they used to sell the public on weapons of mass destruction in the 2003, you know, Iraq War, right? Imagine if social media was a thing. They would not have been able to sell the public on that. So we're watching the disintermediation of these two powerful levers of control that governments had for so long. So and I suspect they're just going to throw the Constitution and all its on it, all its limitations on the role of government out the window, as they, in their quest to try to remain in power, in their quest to continue the racket alive, it is very scary. I'm just happy I live in a in a freedom oriented state. Um, Opti, what are your thoughts, brother?
2: Well, first off, uh, love it. Normalize carrying swords to go vote. Uh, free men don't ask for permission. Uh, wait, wait, but wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on a second. <laughs> I, I, of course, Nico, I'm joking. I'm joking. It's a joke. It's a joke. Don't do that in your <laughs> I'm state joking. if you... I'm sorry. It's a joke. It was a joke. That was a good joke. All right. Anyway, uh, I, my thoughts on the actual topic is like, wow, man. CNN. The, the, Simply I, Bitcoin advocates scaring swords. It's a joke, off. guys. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, but like in a serious... In a serious Crazy note, like, Bitcoiners. <laughs> it, it, you know, on a serious note, like wow you know the, this is almost unbelievable the violations of our rights but as someone that that is paying uh you know this close attention to what is going on like nothing surprises me at this point and um you know like i, I jokingly say it all the time like if you're a bitcoiner and you're afraid of get, uh, being added to some government list like i have news for you like you're already on one so <laughs> yeah like, you know, again again sorry nico I'm too much joking today but what did Canute say when he came on the show the other day you know that bitcoin gives the home of the free and land of the brave like a whole new meaning because now it's in cyberspace you know it's it's digital like you can vote with your feet and you can opt out with Bitcoin and this is a feature not a bug and so like I think we will see soon enough like the full sovereign individual thesis play out and Bitcoiners will start moving and figuring out where the freest place for us to live and, and where we are you know able to live freely with at the least amount of coercion and force so you know it, this is just part of the theory playing out but Nico, you sparked an idea in my head like about the tsa you know they they are already asking us about our computers and our technology that we're carrying like when are they going to start asking us if we're carrying hardware wallets and and you know to put them in certain little bags and boxes and, and do what you said so like i think it's coming it it's it, you know ri- reading the writing on the wall it's probably soon, TM. So, hey, man, we are living in some crazy times. Oh, Jesus. And that's why projects like the Seed Signer are so important, man. You know,
1: um, it, it, I, it's funny. I think they're going to start making more incognito hardware wallets. I think it's just a matter of time. Oh, this is just a calculator. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyways, uh, let's get to the culture.
2: Nico, you're slacking, you're slacking. I am slacking, I am slacking.
1: <laughs> holy crap, I am slacking. You sidetracked on this Saturday. It's Saturday, dude. You know, the Saturday episodes are the ones...
2: That I want to take it easy. A
1: break. I want to take it easy, bro. I've been <laughs> traveling. I went from Miami. No, I went from Puerto Rico to escape the hurricane. Went to Miami. Stayed in Miami for a day. Our our show got rug pulled by YouTube yesterday, and now I'm in Nashville for a week. I'm sorry, Opti. Okay, my mind is fried. I'm I'm looking forward to taking a little bit of a break, guys. I want to tell you about the largest, the biggest, the best Bitcoin conference on the West Coast. November 10th through the 11th in Los Angeles, California. Speaker list includes Michael Saylor, Lynn Alden, Corey Clipson, CJ Wilson, Jeff Boof, Dylan LeClaire. There's so many. Guy Swan, Mark Moss, Parker Lewis, Dr. Jeff Ross, Nico, and Opti are going to be doing a live Simply Bitcoin. Look at you, man. (laughs) We're going to be doing a live Simply Bitcoin from the Pacific Bitcoin Conference. You're not going to want to miss this awesome celebration, you can take advantage of the promo code simply to get a
2: huge discount on your Pacific Bitcoin tickets. Uh, On a side note, I am going to have to send my mother that website so she can see me on the website. (laughs) Anyways, guys, let's get into the culture today. As you guys can see as you're watching this, uh, I added this legendary meme by my buddy Nico, and I do have it on the soundboard.
1: You're against Bitcoin, you're against freedom.
2: And I wanted to start today's culture segment with this context because we fundamentally believe if you're against Bitcoin, you're against freedom. And you guys need to own up to this idea that if you are fighting Bitcoin, then you are fighting freedom and hey, that's your cross to bear, but you're going to have to explain yourself. So to this extent, I saw the thread by Sean Ono Lennon and I, it hit me personally because I grew up loving the Beatles and I I, I absolutely love, uh, you know, when I was younger, I, I loved the ideas of, you know, what. Uh, John Lennon was was espousing whether he was right or not. I, I was I I was a believer in the idea of just give love a ch- love a chance. You know, peace, imagine peace on on planet Earth and and how that would look. But at the time, they didn't have Bitcoin and didn't have the tools, and we do now. So, furthermore. this thread he put out is pure signal and it's only fitting considering what happened yesterday on yesterday's show that I thought we're just going to continue to double down on this idea so here's Sean Lennon on Twitter and he goes you may not like Bitcoin but the central banks of the world have noticed and are concocting their antidote CBDC's inversely the antidote to CBDC's is BTC eventually there will be only one choice between financial slavery to central authority or self sovereignty through BTC he says this is just my opinion it is also my opinion as well sean but it's hard to imagine any other outcome once the dollar is fully digital they will have full control the only asset they will not be able to control will be btc that's why this movement is so important forget crypto bros and nfts and whether mining uses solar panels or not this is about the potential for the ruling class to take complete control over their subjects, or inversely the potential for the people of the world to finally be free satoshi made real freedom possible and he says okay i'll shut up and we say this all the time that Sean knows what it is. It's Bitcoin or slavery, and it is upon you to make that choice today. As we, as we continue to tell you guys on this show, it is digital slavery through CBDCs, where you are tra- tracked, bagged, completely controlled. You can get shut off from the financial system if you don't have the right thought. You know, if you have the wrong thought, the the thought police, the Ministry of Truth will shut you down. Wink, wink, like they did yesterday, maybe supposedly, allegedly. And this is the life and the world that they want you to live in is a world where you can't speak your mind, where you can't, Fundamentally participate in the free market because they're going to tell you what you need to do who you need to listen to and what you know The experts tell you or else you're going to get cut off from the system like this is absolutely insane clown world uh, Orwellian level authoritarian and tyranny here and this is why we show up every single day This is why we do what we do because we have the tools now And you can opt out with Bitcoin, you know, say what you want about the price volatility and all that stuff, but it's irrelevant because we have the tools to finally take back our freedom and our sovereignty through money. Because if they can control the money, then they can tr- control every other aspect about you. And we are living in a world where the world, the money is already digital. They already have pretty much full control. They can cancel you. They can make sure they shut down your banks. And now they want even more control. And as Nico pointed out in the news, these people are not to be trusted. You do not want to hand over your freedom. You do not want to opt into the CBDC system because it means complete slavery. It is Bitcoin or it is slavery or as Nico... So eloquently put
1: You're against Bitcoin You're against freedom So
2: Guys, this is why we do what we do. This is why we always tell you, you guys are frontline soldiers in this information war because the tools are out there and people need to understand that you can opt out of this madness today by saving in Bitcoin. It is not about, you know, the the fiat gains. It's about taking back your personal freedom, taking back your money and taking back your life. And this is why we get so riled up every single day on this show because the stakes are high right now, guys. Like we are playing for all the marbles and Bitcoin is coming for the milkshake. So what are we gonna do? We're gonna continue to stack sets. We're gonna continue to take our Bitcoin in self custody. We're gonna use a node to verify our transactions so that we do not fall back into this crazy madness, this clown world that we're living in because these psychopaths, these parasites at the top, they want you tracked and bagged so that you cannot speak freely, so that you cannot interact with the truth, with the true nature of reality. They want to distort everything about you and shut you off from reality. And this is why we come so hard every single day, because I fundamentally believe the stakes are extremely high and it's Bitcoin or it is slavery. Rant over, Nika. Jump in. Dude, I, when I said that at Bitcoin 2021, I had no idea it
1: it would blow up the way it did. Uh, Rolling Stones had a picture with us on the top with Svetsky. Financial Times came out with an article fucking crazy dude i can't believe this shit um and i i never forget uh i never forget uh i never forget um i never forget eric Voorhees that came right after and i got under his skin so hard
2: and what was it that was the first thing that he said he said um who is that guy what <laughs> what he's yeah i forget what he said like uh it's not bitcoin or freedom like who is yeah that guy? no he, dude he's
1: the he's the oh no, no no yeah he was saying about me yeah dude he bro he got bro I, it got under so many people's skin but i mean like look like even someone said in the comments it's like well i remember that moment nico in person eric for he's with the cringe follow-up dude the flack is the flack is heaviest over the target. Um The reality is, right, that if you are against Bitcoin, if you're against what Bitcoin represents, it's because you want to control people. Um, And Bitcoin is the thing that stands between you and them. Um, That's why the White House released the report that it did. That's why people like Jamie Dimon are calling it a Ponzi scheme. Warren Buffett didn't even try to dress it up. He said it himself. This is rat poison squared. He hates... He hates the ability that this will give people. Uh, Christine Lagarde has the infamous, um, if there's an escape valve, people will use it. Well, guess what, Christine Lagarde? Bitcoin is the escape valve, right? So, yeah, if you're against Bitcoin, you're against freedom. You're against Bitcoin, you're against freedom. You're a tyrant, right? And... Bitcoin exposes tyrants and it shows them for what they are. But Opti, I feel blushed and I feel bad for a guest because you made the culture segment about me. And that sucks, I used it as
2: a just, I I mean, it wasn't supposed to be about you, Nico. Humble yourself. It was just context for the culture story. Because I know know Alex believes the same thing. I've heard him rant on Cafe Bitcoin before. So I'm, I'm, I'm... I'm the one interested in what he's going to say, Nico. It's not about you. (laughs) Okay, all right, good. As long as it's not about me,
1: because Bitcoin isn't about anybody. It's about everybody. Alex?
2: Yeah,
0: so I definitely believe that Bitcoin is the path to freedom, man. It might be the only path we have right now. Without, It's the only peaceful path. Like, if Bitcoin doesn't succeed, like, that's a pretty dark future,
2: Mm -hmm. potentially.
0: Uh, I agree with... I will say that like, I don't think it's necessarily black and white. If you're against Bitcoin, you're against freedom. It might be like, there are people that that's true for, but then there's going to be a whole bunch of people who don't understand Bitcoin yet. Are they against freedom? Not necessarily. I think that we need to give these people grace. Like I'm a big believer in grace. I think we need to show grace. Um, There's a lot of folks who just don't understand it yet. They don't understand what it is like, me and my girl talk about this all the time. It's like that guy's a Bitcoiner; he just doesn't know it yet, right? They just need to figure it out. So, yeah, I do. I do think that that that's part of that pillar of control of energy, control of energy, control mm-hmm. of food, control of movement. Money actually is uh, a control of energy. Fun- it's a function of control of energy, right? Because I'm in the camp that. I think Michael Saylor looks at it like this. I'm not going to speak for him, but I've heard him say this, that it's basically digital energy. I think that's right. And that comes from a perspective of storage of your labor. What is money? This is very basic uh, first principles kind of stuff, you know? Um, So if you don't have control over the fruits of your labor, then that's the opposite of CBDCs. Because I just saw like the digital yuan. They just piloted this thing where they can put an expiration date on the money. That's insane. So what does that mean? So if you're a part of the digital yuan, part of the CBDC, if you don't spend it by a certain date, it's no longer useful. It just expires or whatever. So that is forced uh, velocity of money, and it's it's forcing you also to not be able to save. Well, why would they want that? Well, if you can't save, you can't accumulate capital. If you can't accumulate capital, you basically are 100% dependent on the government, meaning – if you don't do what they want, if you don't say what you say what they want, think like they want you to think, um, then they can just shut you down, shut you off. It's the opposite of freedom, and uh, it's a very, very dangerous potential future. And there's a whole slice of the population that I think we need. Yeah, absolutely, a slavery. Somebody just in the in the chat just said it's slavery. Hundred percent agree with that there's this gr- slice of the population. You know, I used to look at, at things like the Holocaust and things like that. And I used to always think to myself, how could the people let that happen? Right. And I never understood it. I was like, how mm-hmm. could that actually happen? And the answer is, and I've figured this out this year, there is a group, a slice of the population. I call them the "Govern me harder daddy people. Mm-hmm. They like rules. They love it. They love the rules. They're like, give me more rules. More. Let's have more rules. Let's have more rules. And in fact, we should be ruled and you should be ruled harder. They love that shit. I I don't know where that comes from, honestly, because I don't think that way. But I've come to the realization there actually are a group, a segment of the population that supports that kind of shit. What they don't realize is... they're coming for the people you don't like. Well, guess what? They're coming for you next. Mm -hmm. And I saw this tweet by this gal, like, you know, Trudeau the other day tweeted. I think it was yesterday. He tweeted out, he's talking about, we support the people of Iran and their fight for freedom and all this other kind of stuff against oppression. And this one chick retweeted it. And she's like, dude, you froze my bank account, which got this huge litany of responses. Many of which were from these rule people they're statists you know they're basically like well you shouldn't have broke the law it's like those are the same people who will be cheering on the jackboots as they load people into fucking cattle Mm -hmm. cars to take them to to be removed from the equation disappeared overnight they're the same fucking people wake up because you gotta be careful you gotta be careful that be the future you don't think so it's happened in the past why couldn't it be in the future
1: Yeah, dude. And those people, those people, Lenin used to call them useful idiots. Right. Um, And I think it really stems from the urge of wanting to fit in so bad and feeling that they're empowered by the collective, that they blind themselves to all the actions that this collective is doing. In order to achieve the greater good. And one of the things that scared the crap out of me the last two years was exactly what you said, Alex. Some people just want to be governed. They they, they just they 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 just wanna to be told what to they do. They feel
0: safer. They feel safer when there's lots of rules. Yep. Even they after like
1: even after the people in charge, their so-called betters, the elites, continue to get it wrong and continue to lie and then they attack anybody who's going against the mainstream the, the current thing right that meme is perfect anyone who's against the current thing and collectivism man it's it's catastrophic it's killed hundreds of millions of people throughout history but i think we have a way we have now a tool to protect the individual, and that's what makes me so bullish about Bitcoin. Now, in terms of your your criticism on the, if you're against Bitcoin, you're against freedom. I, you know what, I agree with you. I, I think you're spot on. I think that there's just people that don't know, um, and and just because they don't know, that doesn't necessarily mean that they they just don't know. They 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 think they know, um, and I feel the I, I feel the word I feel the most bad for people that are. Have been, pension, have been promised these government pensions, people that are on fixed income. Uh, and those are the people that are going to be hurt the most if the money printer dies. And they're definitely going to want a scapegoat. And unfortunately, the scapegoat is going to be the Bitcoiners. So, yeah, man. But I think it falls to all of us as educators. You guys do an amazing job at Cafe Bitcoin. And, you know, we, we, we try to hung, hunker it down and... In the Alex Jones version of Bitcoin content at Simply Bitcoin, uh, to try to uh, to try to try to get as many people as humanly possible to take that orange pill. Opti, awesome culture segment. Let's get to the news.
2: The daily meme review. Brought to you by Bitbox 2, Bitcoin Only Edition, a hardware wallet by Shift Crypto. Crypto like cryptography. It's secure, it's open source, and it's so easy your mom can set it up. Self custody is the revolution, and the Bitbox makes it simple. Do not leave your Bitcoin on an exchange. Order a Bitbox today. Let's go. Okay, guys. So you already know what I'm going to say. As Nika always says, tweets are the bullets, but memes are the artillery in this memetic warfare right now, guys. So you guys are the frontline soldiers. You guys are out here spreading the signal. You know, this is this is why we do what we do. This is why we try to show you guys the memes, because the memes are not just entertainment. They are calls to action, and, and you know, what's the what's saying? A picture is worth a thousand words or whatever. Uh, butchering all the memes. But anyways, guys, let's get into this first meme. Uh, shouts out to my boy, Rape Elevator, and he goes, when I see Bitcoin dip, and I know you guys saw this clip of, of the baseballer, but I really like the, the Bitcoinization of it. And so when the dip happens, me stacking sats. <laughs> Uh, I watched this clip like three times, four. I watched it so many times, the original one as well. All right, this next one shouts out to Maxi's Club. I really love what you're doing, bro. I I really love uh, the graphics and, and just the route that you're taking with all these memes, bro. And he goes, 159. So I'm guessing this is number 159 of the memes. And he goes, return. My kidnapper is returning me after listening to me talk about Bitcoin for 24 hours straight. And they're throwing the little Pepe guy through his own window with his little Bitcoin. Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure. We annoy everyone out there because we continuously talk about Bitcoin. Uh, and this next one, I added this one because I knew I knew we were gonna talk about the cracking news. So shouts out the Morpheus BTC and he goes, Bitcoin running fine without a CEO. And he goes, Kraken CEO hearing about securities laws and it's the Spongebob meme. I i am going head out. <laughs> oh, I love that meme. This Spongebob meme is one of my favorite memes. Anyways, this next one. Uh, I did a little shorter memes today because of this one's a little longer, but shouts out to documenting BTC I think this this makes uh, you know, like my job way easier by just illustrating this So Bitcoin is going up to infinity because its supply is finite. Let me see. Hopefully you guys can see this completely Wait You guys would see it there. I Don't know if the full screen work better or not, but you can see number goes up because Everything divided by 21 million This is a feature not a bug hard cap is a Feature and not a bug. So number goes up. This is why we do what we do I don't have to play it all but shouts out to a documenting BTC as you can see as the blocks come in and the price goes up It will go to infinity because its supply is finite 21 million hard cap is the way and this next one shouts out the big Sean Harris, I know you guys felt the you know or at least Bitcoin Twitter is becoming, you know, fed Twitter now. And we're all, we're all watching what Jay Powell is doing. We're all watching what's going on with the interest rates and the bond markets. Uh, you know, it's funny how Bitcoiners instantly on a dime become experts in every topic. So (laughs) shouts out to big John Harris. He goes, Hey bud, I hear Bitcoin is down. How's that little thing going for you? And it's the NPCs with all the markets in reds because it's been a bloody market out there. The, (laughs) getting absolutely wrecked anyways uh for my meme review score today i was going to give it this uh this you know this this thing that i got but i think what i'm gonna give it is this giant pimple on my chin
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh man all right so i'm gonna give it this um hand sanitizer gel that i found on one of the desks in the studio at bitcoin park so some bitcoin park hand sanitizer gel the germ what about you alex what would you give those memes
0: overall or individually
1: overall individually it's really up to you
0: yeah i think the uh i think the one throwing the uh the bitcoiner back through the window, <laughs> having been captured by uh, his his uh, kidnappers, uh, uh, and nonstop talking about. I think that's pretty. I'm going to give that a a bitcoin as Venice. Ooh. Ooh.
1: <laughs> wow, that is a very deep score. Anyways, guys, you know the deal. This is simply Bitcoin Live.
2: Please rate the meme, and we will pull it we, up. We got one in. I, I forgot to mention. I I, I thought that people would already know. Uh, I guess I got to continue to tell you guys to rate the memes and put it in the chat. Rate the memes, <laughs> put it in the chat. That's a great one. The one,
0: the one turned off nuclear plant in Germany.
2: <laughs> I give, I well give those done,
0: memes
1: to one, one turned off nuclear power plant in Germany. It's by Rave Elevator. That's right. We got to separate the money from state. This type, of, <laughs> this type of policy is only possible with a money printer. Oh, man. I've, poor Germans. They're going to freeze uh mike michael morris says i give those memes the effing maximism maximalism the truth shall shut you free you effing free by by huddle virus article well wow, i have to check that out that sounds inspiring <laughs> next one by le Frenchie cg i'm giving the memes my 226 euro oof i'm sorry buddy electric bill per month blame the central plant planners man that greta thunberg religion I give those memes a catastrophic implosion of the EU. It doesn't look that good at the EU so far. I give those memes a leaky boat. Shout out Z Logic. Next one, hammer saw. Give those memes two bald grandpa heads. <laughs> hey, what do you have against grandpas? <laughs> Anyways, guys, don't forget to check out Simply Bitcoins Telegram group. That's where you can link us Bitcoin memes review. We're up. To, we're almost up to six hundred people in there. It's a, it's literally it's like. The the meme quality there is so fire. It's free. It takes two seconds. Go to www.t.me slash the simply bitcoin. On, channel.
2: Before before we go on, I gotta I gotta give our boy Planet Earth uh meme review score. I give those memes an oorah bitcoin. Let's go. Oohrah Bitcoin. Oohrah
1: Bitcoin. That's right. Oohrah Bitcoin. Anyways, Opti. We got an open source software release today. Let's check it out. Bitcoin software release brought to you by CypherSafe. Don't be that person that loses their Bitcoin seed due to fire damage, water damage, dog attacks. Back up your generational Bitcoin wealth on steel. And there's no better place to do it than the Cypher Grid by CypherSafe. And now check out their new
2: Bitcoin art, the Bitcoin Rulux triangle only on CypherSafe.io. Let's go, guys. All right. So today's software release is Core Lightning version 0. 0.12.1, and it's got a few bug fixes and build improvements. Uh, honestly, I, I'm, I'm kind of new to the Core Lightning, but when when Jennifer mentioned it the other day, it, it definitely piqued my interest. So... We gotta, gotta, gotta go. Nico, you know, I gotta go play with the tools again. I, I, I'm getting complacent on my, on my Bitcoin tools. I think I'm gonna do some more deep dive in all the new cools and wallets, new, cools, new tools and wallets out there. But, anyways, guys, if you like what we're doing, we are on Spotify, on Anchor, and the Google Apple podcasting. But if you really love what we're doing, we are on Fountain, and you can stream us some sats, guys. We really appreciate it. Hope you guys have a good Saturday. Saturday for the boys (laughs) and girls. (laughs) Let's roll this out.
1: I also want to give a shout out to our clothing sponsor. Opti and I wear the hoodies every single day. Visit representltd.com. Comfy, stylish. They make Bitcoin merch. Opti's wearing the orange pill. There's Bitcoin merch coming out. Simply Bitcoin merch coming out soon. You could take advantage of the promo code. Sorry, the promo code down below to get 10% off. Represent Ltd. Com. All right, guys, that was our show. Before we go, I want to give a very special shout out to the awesome host of Cafe Bitcoin, Alex. Thank you so much for joining us today. Guys, also check out Swan Private. Alex, why don't you tell everybody about Swan Private?
0: Sure. Swan Private is designed for folks who are maybe buying a, a larger amount of Bitcoin um, and want to to kind of have somebody on the inside of a Bitcoin company working directly with them, teaching them anything they need to know. It's, it's mostly, if somebody's a Bitcoiner and they're super comfortable navigating how to buy, sell, all that other kind of stuff, self-custody, that's, that's awesome. It's more designed for people who are maybe business owners, um, don't have necessarily the time to, to spend thousands of hours studying what it is. So we kind of just give them a bunch of experts to work with the whole way. Uh, And it's kind of a very high-touch, white-glove kind of service.
1: Absolutely. That is what I recommend to anybody, uh, anybody who's looking to make large purchases. Big fan of Swan Private. Huge fan of Swan. Definitely go check it out. Alex, where could they find out more about you? And why don't you tell them a little bit about Cafe Bitcoin as well?
0: Sure. Uh, You can, my Twitter handle is at Alex Stanzik, S-T-A-N-C-Z-Y-K. Cafe Bitcoin's up on Spotify, Fountain, uh, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Cafe Bitcoin. We also do it as a live show every day on Twitter Spaces starting at 7 a.m. Pacific. So if you follow me on Twitter, you'll be notified of when we're, we're starting those up.
1: Awesome. Yep. I can't recommend it. They they throw bangers. They had Michael Saylor on the other day. It's a great time. Alex, I'm going to put you backstage for a little bit while I wrap this up. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Simply Bitcoin Live. Go check out Simply Bitcoin Unfiltered. It's the written version of the live show. It's the written version of Simply Bitcoin. All you got to go to is www.simplybitcoin.news. Freaking awesome. Zach, and Rustin are dropping Pure Signal and Winekiss is doing some cultural stuff. Guys, you definitely want to go check it out. Guys, if you enjoyed the show, number one thing that you could do to help us is share the show. Get the truth out there. Get the orange pills out there. Get the signal out there. Make sure to smash that like button. If you feel like we provided you some value, hit that subscribe button. Like I said, I will be in Nashville specifically in Bitcoin Park streaming live all week 12:15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time enjoy the rest of your weekend we will see you Monday for a brand new episode of Simply Bitcoin
2: Which one's the best crypto asset? Well, Bitcoin's the best crypto asset okay? What's the second best? There is no second best)